Yeah, I put the uh, <clears throat> the um, uh, that Sophia Superior video that uh, P.F. Howard did, <laughs> Pia, and I I I, I um, have been playing it because uh, I never really had heard that song, which I wrote when I was really inspired when I was writing the script of Girl Next, and I and I wrote you know, songs along the way because I was so inspired it that i don't know so it just multiple multiply inspired and so um but i never heard it with any footage you know watched a video but i would recommend it because i've looked at it about i don't know five or six times so far and um you know the the song really you know it's one of those songs that kind of like gets buried but it's just really highly produced there's a lot of complexity in the production and a lot of precision, and um, you know everything, including including the vocals, is exactly what we wanted to create this exact atmosphere. And that's what I like to do with music: to create something you can step into, you know. And then I like to create things that don't go obsolete. Now here we are, four years later, and this song seems to be finding its own right now. I mean, there's a lot of people that like it. And um, back at the time, I, I had maybe. I played it a couple of times. I didn't play it again because it, there was no real response to it. You know what I mean? It's a couple of people thought it was okay. I, I think it's because it was so different. A lot of times, you know, I'm different when I do different things. <laughs> people sometimes have a tendency to not put their thinking caps on and not realize that you're getting something special here. You know, not not to say that everything I create is special, but but it's, you know, something, um, you know, not, not, it's not going to sound like everybody else. Same thing with, you know, in, in movies, we have a certain, you know, or books or anything else, you know, I, I do, I have my, the thing I do, I just do it to the best of my ability. So I'm so exhausted, I can't see straight, you know, and, um, and, and that's it. That's my signature. And now I don't expect it to be for everybody. I mean, my work Creative work divides people exactly like the Zephyr Board does. It just divides, just you know, just like the documentary we just did. It just it divides people, I, and it's I'm horrified that you know on on the documentary a couple of comments that we've heard is that um, you know that I mentioned you know satanic ritual abuse and it goes well satanic ritual abuse was debunked way back in the eighties. I'm like, where have you been? What, what kind of person would say that? Because most people know it exists. They may not call it that. They might just call it abuse. Um, but most people know about the pedophilia, the abuse, the human trafficking. I mean, we've been working in human trafficking for years. And, um, you know, and you can't deny it's going on. And a lot of these kids are trafficked. They're used in rituals and snuff films and everything else. And to me, that's all satanic ritual abuse because it's, it's satanic. In terms of abject satanic ritual, you mean what? Witchcraft ritual, coven ritual, sorcery ritual, a, a circle, uh, put someone in the circle and, you know, and, and, and stab them to death or abuse them or whatever. Well, in that case, there's no survival. The guy's, well, you know, where's the proof? And I'm like, can, yeah, the proof, what, from dead people? From people that died in the process? Is that my daughter to come back alive and tell you, to give you an education? So I, I think these people that are covering, I guess we're in, in, the, um, we're in the horror genre 
in in London, and it's you know it was a big deal for horror fans, but they weren't really ready for this documentary because it was just real, real and in your face. Um, compared to some of the things on the Zephyr Report, though, it's really not that. It's not that heavy, you know what I mean? It's it's what I, I just thought was the uh, interesting because when I wrote the uh, script for Society, when I got out of uh, the the screenwriting school the Hollywood Script Writing Institute or whatever, I went because I had panic attacks and I could only go out at night. I couldn't go out during the day. I was just in really bad shape. And uh, so I went down there. It's been just a whole life of that, of being <laughs> just one tragic thing after another, you know what I mean? Just one crippling after another. But um, so I was down there and, you know, at night, and then I, you know, once I, once the class was over, I had written one script in the class called Curse of the Blue Stone. And I forget, don't ask me what it was about, but it got optioned by a guy in the USC producers program, a guy that went on to become a big-time producer. So, you know, I was uh, very excited about that. And then um, that kind of got me going. You know, I thought, well, here's something I can do, you know, that that if I have panic attacks, I can't leave the house or whatever, you know, kind of definitely, you know, compromised here, definitely handicapped in that way. So this is something I can do, you know. So I went, so I immediately set about writing about the characters that gaslit me and tortured me when I was a, when I was a teenager before I was led to the, uh, the murder attempt on me, which was to make it look like it's my fault, but it was really um, a group effort. And I, like I told you, when I said they get rid of people, you know, the rid of children who don't go along. I mean, that's absolutely true. You know, I, I hope, uh, I, and, and again, you know, when one interview, I just felt like, well, you don't really believe me anyway. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that I was under trauma and I wrote this script and I didn't believe it was real because I had been already in treatment and therapy and all that and they wouldn't let me go unless I admitted there were no people at the house that night. The, the house scene that you'd see in society was pretty much you know, uh, what happened, like autobiographical and wound up in the movie. So, but not the rest of it, you know, it's a collaboration and everybody did, you know, a great job. And Brian Usen did a great job with his idea of making them genetically different, kind of a they live type of thing. And that's fine. Uh, not looking for any kind of glory here, not looking to, I don't really feel like I, I own the, the, that movie. It's just the idea that it came to be something from the trauma and I didn't believe it when I was writing it. And, and then I had a breakdown, and I did believe it. And then somehow I got put back together, and I didn't believe it. You know what I mean? And then, then when the shooting started, uh, I, was, I went to Italy, and I uh, was sort of on the rebound and hooked up with uh, Francesca's mother. And, and then she got my psychiatrist on the phone, and he... And he blamed it all on, on alcohol or something. And, you know, the next thing I knew, I was on a plane back and I was uh, all back and everything's normal. There is no such thing as that, you know, as satanic abuse and, and rituals and all that. But, it, you know, I was in a complete state of psychological denial. And even when I'd gotten a phone call from, you know, a witness you know, verifying it was all true. It was another 10 years before I finally, when I really accepted Jesus, and this is all testimony, that's when I actually faced the truth. And the Lord was telling me, now this would have been, 
you know, okay, that was like in the 80s and society came out in the 90s. This would be at the end of the 90s, around 1998-99. Right about in there I had my experience where, where God just lifted me up. and Actually, I feel like he lifted me up into the air. You know, and then he told me, you know, that there's a lot wrong. <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot, you know, just just filled me with uh, all this uh, information um, about what happened, you know, that was literally true. And so I was, you know, in, in effect brainwashed over the years. And then I confronted my mother about it. And then she admitted it was all true by saying some, she quipped some line like, oh, well, so there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> Grow up, you know, that, that kind of attitude, right? Perfect Beverly Hills attitude, right? Just absolutely, you know, Marie Antoinette, ugly rich people, you know, the whole bit of, uh, and, and just cruel. And then, and then, you know, and also admitted that, you know, I, I survived that um, hit in uh, Denver. I was in a coma. And uh, yeah, I pulled out, and she just she believed that was a God thing, so she left me alone. But I mean, that was all arranged by by them, you know. And uh, a guy that we finally met up with, and I mean, if I really wanted to get into it, I guess I should talk to somebody that would be an author or something. We could write all this stuff down, all these incidents that that I think far and away not only prove that there is, um, you know, Satanism. <laughs> I mean, I almost have to laugh because it's like the only thing that I even knew growing up was that they were all Satanists. I mean, that's everybody knew that. Why is that such so? Oh, I don't think there's no proof, Zev. You know, and um, and you know, and they, you know, when you're coming up, uh, you know, they they search for they hunt for people that are not going along to kill them, and if you kill one of them, then or get them to commit suicide i.e. gang stalking, you know, gaslighting, or whatever, playing, you know, a big elaborate game, the game, you know, Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. Um, then, uh, you, you know, I, but I, I just, you know, I can't believe it. Are there people that stupid? I mean, that, that's even dumber than, like, some somebody that has, you know, half a brain or something that is just, you know, you know what I mean, something very severely handicapped. And, and, and I don't want to laugh at people like that. That's, that's really unfortunate, you know, or maybe it's fortunate, I don't know. But it's hard for me to believe that at this, this time that people would say something like that was debunked in the 80s, or you know what I mean, and, then, and, and that they wouldn't understand. But that's fine, because the whole documentary does not hinge on whether you believe what my testimony it and we didn't bring you know the the one witness that I had I would not put her on the camera I would I had to protect her identity she's a you know a a um, prominent person in that same environment she's still in that environment and she's not ready to, to have the whole house of cards come down she's old now you know she just wants to live out her life and not be any have anything to do with anything but she also then went, you know, when I contacted her again, you know, recently, she also verified every single thing as 100% true. And that, that she said, you know, you really are, you know, you're a survivor. But this idea of gaslighting me, telling me that it doesn't exist and stuff like that, to me, those are, those are uh, sickos. Those are criminals. Even when a critic does it, it's not like, well, if I had a way of... That was an amazing call, the fact that she, you tracked and she, her down. And then she talked to Trish, too. She... she I, I didn't say anything, but I listened. 
And we, we tried to record it, but the Lord would not allow us to record her, remember? Well, that's not fair to record her yeah, well, without her knowing. Yeah, but um, that was an amazing call because when she first called, she was saying, uh, you know, it was like, wow. Real, real shallow. She, she knew She knew exactly who she was talking to. She knew exactly what happened. But she, at first, oh, I loved your parents. Oh, <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> And then, uh, then she, and then Zeph goes, well, X, Y, and Z, and they, and she was like, yeah, yeah. And then she just started, she had Flowing. all this pent up uh, stories, and yeah. you know, just she told us so many things that were just so damning. And that was the one that had called me, having read the script when it was being cast, and that I was working on the um, some revisions on the script with the director. And and my house that was up for sale, and my ex-wife had moved out, and you know we were. I got the call, and then when I went back into the room, where uh, you know Brian was there, and I told him what I just heard on the phone, he turned white as a ghost. He's like, "Well, we're going to pull the production. Then I don't want you to, you know, I don't want to hurt you," type of thing, and uh, and that was a serious moment, you know. But um, this testimony of mine is you can ask anybody that knows me all the, over the years like you know that uh it doesn't it never changes it just you know and i wished to god that i was i want to take the lord's name in vain but i wished that i could have um I, you know, I wished it was I, I wish that they were right there's no such thing. And then I just stayed in the Truman Show, you know, programmed and, and handled by people. I wish that uh, they were right because, you know, and, and when they said there's no such thing, and then, then that I was just sick or hallucinating or on drugs or something, you know, that, that I was uh, obviously an unreliable witness and, um, you know, I had it all wrong and I had fantasies. I mean, that's what, you know, like I don't think that uh, – the people involved in the film, like Brian and you know, even my writing partner, Rick Fry, they didn't believe anything I had to say, you know? And I, but I think there was a moment there, maybe, where they did, and maybe they do now. I don't know. But see, my story is not really dependent on whether they, you know, these filmmakers just aren't going to believe. I don't know what's wrong with filmmakers, especially, you know, I'm talking about liberal politic filmmakers, and mainly they're all liberals. Is that the reason that it's blocked? Because they have a secret thing going on? Are they, uh, they are secretly abusing kids? Are they secretly doing satanic rituals? Are they secretly doing... Because I heard about some people on, yep. that I know that were doing black magic because they threw uh, spells on us. And, and it hurt. It almost killed us. And, um, but I gave it to the Lord, and the Lord thwarted it, and I... God help whoever did it. I'd I hate to be them right now. You know what I mean? That's, that's, I mean, when you mess with children of the Most High God and they're innocent, they don't know the, the wiles of, you know, the ways of black magic and spells and the way the game works. I don't know that. I just know that I, I give it to the Lord, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to get hit or persecuted. It doesn't mean I'm not going to suffer. It means that while I'm suffering, you know, there's, I have to review, well, maybe there's, maybe I brought it on myself, you know, or maybe I didn't, but I mean, I have to deal it. In other words, when the, when the persecution comes in the form of witchcraft and spell casting, which is, um, people around me, unfortunately, they, they, a lot of times they can't hang with me because 
they get a lot of 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 this on them, you know, and, all, and almost to the point of death. And so you see, it's it's really kind of tough, but we've we've managed to hang in there. I'm going up against incredible odds. I mean, but the the film industry, at least the horror industry of indie indie film horror industry, is completely 100 percent. Um, anti all this truth and how can they ever make a movie that has truth in it you know what i mean how can they ever do any they're they're into entertainment and i'm not saying they're not skilled and talented but they're but i think they're lying i just don't think people are that naive i mean this was just so blatant and you know you had the fire department in on it you know you had the police and the beverly hills police department in on it you had LAPD in on it. You had the, the L.A. Sheriff's Department in on it. You had, uh, you know, big corporations in on it. You had, um, you know, schools in on it, all participating in the gaslighting with the, with the express goal of getting being people like me to commit suicide. You know, and it's just everywhere. These people are everywhere. Don't tell me they don't know what's going on. I think when when one of us can see something, though, just like in in, uh, Carpenter's brilliant movie, They Live, um, when you can see, they really get upset. And I'm the seer. I see everything because of the uh, abuse. It opened up my my whole consciousness or my whole psychic realm in my head. I could see because I had to avoid groups and this and that because I was still naive thinking I could just go where I want to do what I want. And I, you know, and I think God put that there to help me to have a, um, you know, like a radar. Ah, well, I was going to talk today about Wuhan, Luhan, Grisham, the, uh, the, uh, Soviet dictator, uh, type that the, the unbelievable mean, witch. and the one thing that sticks out about her, well, let me finish up this. So where we are today is I step forth into the world to put my testimony out there. And it's basically at this late date, I, you know, I don't really care what they'd say. I mean, you know, I've taken so much of this shit that they could say anything there and they already are saying whatever they want. So it's fine. Of course, they're wrong and they're liars. That's all I can say. Just like the people that uh, Attack Girl Next on IMDb. They didn't attack it. And everybody, even Tony Timpone, famous horror guy, he knows that they attacked it for personal reasons. They didn't even look at the movie. They did this all in the... They're kind of gone now. But, I mean, they were just determined to bring it down. And they did the same thing to Chris Pratt. Uh, Chris Pratt, the actor, he went out, publicly proclaimed Jesus Christ. The next thing you know, whatever movie he was in, some alien movie with you know, monsters or whatever, but it wasn't bad, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea, but they marked it down to like a one. You know, <laughs> it's like an Amazon studio movie. You know, I mean, nothing is that bad, right? But it was just a personal thing because he proclaimed Jesus. So you got to really understand that that's what's going on. And then the time when I was traumatized, all that time I didn't have Jesus and they were relentless anyway because I wasn't, I didn't even know, I didn't believe that what they were doing was, I, I thought I'm paranoid and I'm sick and that's, and I have to pretend I'm, I have to maintain so they don't pick that up. I didn't think that they were really doing anything for a long time until I really found out that, yes, they were. And yes, my brother and I were, you know, dedicated. They had some kind of rituals to set us up when we were babies, pretty much. And I still remember this Chinese 
type room that, and I didn't want to go there. It's just, it's, it's a, it's, um, I mean, it's like the oldest memory and I, you know, and, and, but it was in your face. It was every friend, the whole school, um, the, uh, the, the, and it, it all revolves around, um, you know, getting into the system, right? All involved revolves around selling your soul and then initiation into the system and then, you know, celebration of the initiation. And then from that point forward, you have to learn to feed on your own because you have to, you know, everyone has to feed. And, um, you know, and when I say everyone, I mean everyone. I mean, you know, the guys in Hollywood down the strip, the guys out in, you know, at the beach, the lifeguards, you know, and and then when you when you are pointing out that listen, they're on a train that's heading toward a cliff, and they're pure evil, and and you know every day they lose a bit of their soul, that they don't repent every day, every day they lose part of their soul till they finally just become a, a like a yes man, because they're never going to be a rock star, they're never going to be a big time actor, I and mean, that's all that's all has to do with. That has to do with satanic ritual too, and 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 who is chosen, who is not, that sort of thing. You know, they choose people with that have extraordinary talent, and then they train them. It's all part of the system, and uh, I think I was the only one that went, you know, in my public speaking that actually, you know, identified it as what it is: everything, everywhere, all the time, everywhere, the world. Anywhere you go. In fact, I did a song about it at one point. It was, it was like uh, every, every, everywhere you go. Uh, what was the name of that song? Um, well, I'll find it and I'll play it for you. It was just a little ditty I did in, the, in the, an old RV we had. And uh, it was just like everywhere I look, everywhere I go, ho. You know, making a joke. Everywhere I look, everywhere I go, cha-cha-cha. You know what I mean? A satirical, you know, mocking song. And I, I suppose I have, because I've actually had people come up to me from the other side acting like they never heard a Zeph report and then being defensive about something I had said like a week ago. You know, where do you get off saying something like that, Zeph? I'm like, I thought you said you didn't listen to the Zeph report. Oh, sneaking a listen, huh? You're all, listen... It's not about me. It's, it, what, see, what's bothering you is, are you going to get busted for all this shit? Yes, you're an accomplice. Whatever the worst guy in your little coven, your little group, your social circle, whatever you want to call it, whatever the worst thing that's going on there is, like it's murder, right? Then you're blamed for murder. You're seen as, you know, Cain. You're seen as a child of the devil. You're seen as a, your father is the father of lies. Did, did, did they ever tell the truth to me? No, not one of them. Not even one. Not one told the truth. Every once in a while you get a little bit and then they run away and hide because they were scared that they told me something that was true. But by and by, over the 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, um, I got confirmation on every, every single thing and I knew every single thing that had happened and I finally, just like when I accepted Jesus Christ, it all came flooding in because God knew that with God there I could handle it and I realized... It's, it's all true. And then I felt like an alien. Like, what am I doing on earth then? You know, I mean, how could, you know, it's like, I, I really did have the opinion of, I don't see how people could do this. And then, you know, producer Mike would chime in and go, do you agree that people want money? And he was trying to get me to like, give them a slam, give them slack. And I'm like, you know, wait a second. Uh, 
Yes, they want. So, okay, unless you're, you know, completely in the system, then you're not, that's the end of it for you. God can't do anything. God can't help you. You're, it's the end of it for you. You're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to be anything. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to make your mark on the world. You're not going to do anything. You're just going to, you know, struggle, get un, be treated unfairly, uh, have one tragedy after another, then you're going to die, okay? And I don't want that to happen to me, so fuck you. Zaf. So you get that, too. I just went through a round of that with someone trying to argue with me. I'm like, it's not me. Go look in the mirror. It's not me you're arguing with. Oh, my God, more. I'll take another glass of that. It's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a, a bumper crop of apples, and uh, it's just unbelievable. We just had thousands of them. And um, they, um, they, don't, they stay crisp a certain period of time, and then they're not. But see, what happens is then I massively juice them and store that juice because they're better and sweeter after they've lost that, that freshness, that, that bite, that crisp when you bite. You know, when it gets more soft, that's when they're sweetest. And that's when they're not really fit to eat. So that's, so we just got a ton of juice and I just feel really, I look at that today and I was, I did a bunch of juicing and I just felt so blessed. I'm like, wow, this is really a abundance here. This is, this is amazing that in New Mexico where they say nothing grows, you could grow something and uh, that it would feed you. And we've given apples to all, all our friends and everything else. And we still st- have just, you know, a ridiculous amount. And, um, but you never get tired of it because you can't get juice like that. You cannot get in the market or anywhere. Even if they stand there somehow and they do it in front of you, but they filter it a little bit, you know, and even though it's unfiltered. For some reason, these are, you know, these are, uh, you know, you drink it, you feel like it's coming from another world. And I say, you know, I don't think God hates this apple juice at all. I think God wants us to have things like juice and grapes and, you know, and, and, and uh, zucchinis and corn on the cob and different things that are just, uh, you know, uh, delicious. On the other hand, I've had trouble getting meat, um, especially fish, that is not sort of a little bit, you know, a little fishy. And I don't like that. I like, you know, fresh, but it's hard to get it here. Anyway, back to the testimony. So I went through this whole thing of, of the 90s, kind of like in being kind of like retrained to enter, to somehow come back to society and be a part of it during the 90s. And then I, you know, ran into, you know, I, I, I hit the wall uh, emotionally, and I was on drugs and all kinds of things. I just got to the end of my rope and uh, cried out to the Lord because it's been a long, hard struggle. You know, it's for everybody that's going through this. It's a long, hard struggle. You know, it's almost, you, you look at people that have passed and you almost look at them with envy, you know. It's like, wow, you made it out of here. Congratulations, you know. I mean, that's kind of the... I mean, you don't want to have that attitude, but it, it, it just, after a while, you know, after a constant drumbeat of, you know, of, of hatred, you just, you know, it, it just gets to be inevitable, you know, you, you know, and I know that God has something up his sleeve that he's doing right now. So let's talk about what God does with the Wiccan. But before that, let's establish this. When people, when you're asking, hey, is there something going on like that I don't know, and you're not telling me? 
And they go, oh, no, bro, you know, everything's fine. What's the matter with you? See? And then, okay, so they're lying. They're liars. But when they do it on, on, a, on a subject that has to do with your soul, then they're not just liars. They are the wicked. They're, they're described that that is what they call them in the Bible, the wicked. They're also the people. Let me just turn to my... I turn the big Bible over here. Oh boy, this is it's it, it it doesn't look that big, but it is. You know, you got Job, Psalms, and Proverbs lined up right in a row. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the if you need help, that's that's you're you're, you're going to get it, and and it's an overwhelming help. So we go to Proverbs one, and I know I always quote this, but let's go ahead and just read it because I want you to know, identify who they are, and. The reason the world's wearing down right now is because so many people signed on to the death ship, right, to the ship of fools. And I know, they, they, they have the numbers, so they go, oh, you're calling all these people a fool. You're the fool. And it's like, I sure am. I'm a fool for Jesus. Yes, amen. But Jesus is all knowledge and all truth, so how, how big a fool could that be? Amen. You know, it's It's obvious. As the Lord says, the Lord tells me they, they, they are without excuse. Even these critics, they're without excuse. And to make it about me is, is you know, to, to go hurt other people and to hurt their, their livelihoods or try to hurt them, you know, to, in order to get back at God. All that does is rack up, you know, the karma that's going to happen to them. They're just sealing their own fate. So, you know, my response is, well, I feel sorry for them then even though they're laughing at me and making me a laughing stock and pointing and, you know, just like invasion of the body snatchers, I feel sorry for them because I know what's going to happen. You know, they're going to lose that job. The society's going to fall apart because it's, it, it's never been meant to stand. It can't stand. They rejected Jesus. It's not standing. And then they're going to be in the food line and then they're going to be diseased and dead and, and, and nobody's going to care. Their life would have been meaningless. They wrote a few articles in magazines nobody, nobody looks at. They're, they're live. It's almost like when the Beatles wrote Eleanor Rigby, they wrote that about, you know, uh, you, you know um, uh, people, all the lonely people, people that are not joined up with the system. That's what they're talking about. And they said, Father McKenzie, you know, he's, he's, he's doing these sermons that no one will ever hear. And so they're making that is the case for their selling out. I don't want to be like Father McKenzie or Eleanor Rigby. I want to be a part of what's going on. Okay, but, in, but so you don't understand. It's not about you. It's not about the devil. It's not about you know, the world system of, of the devil, which is no system at all. It is about truth. What are you really a human being? What does that mean? And what is your, your purpose of being a human being, being born out of a womb? And, and being, you know, educated so that you can learn how to play the game or educated so that you can learn to discern truth from error. Okay. I, I mean, I could rest my case, but, I mean, it's so rotten that I just... I, the wheels have already fallen off, this society. The, the world's about to go into nuclear war, so I might as well get this stuff said. And when the nuclear war comes, I want to go be in the city center, like New York, and I just want to look... There's all the dumbfounded dipshits, right? They're running around saying, I can't believe, you know, Zeph, you were right. <laughs> no, what do I do? I just say, repent right now before that nuke hits. You didn't understand. It's not about you. It never was. 
you fool. And also, it's an intelligence test. It's like, okay, did you take a jab? No. Okay. Did, okay. So, but it was just obvious, right? I mean, so you weren't going to participate in their, in their lies because it was obvious, and we proved it right on day one, and we proved who did it. We, you know, proved the U.S. military was all involved in it and, uh, you know, spreading it and spraying it and all that stuff, you know, and, and these are, you know, viruses and frequencies and all kinds of things, you know, and they're not just, it's not just a one a one-off. They have all kinds of, you know, COVID is like a code word for a bunch of things that they're doing. And, um, and now, incredibly, they want to bring back masks. People should be stomping on Fauci's, you know, head or something. They should be just throwing him in jail. They, they, I mean, and here he goes again, and they just, and look at them. These people, you know, they went, they were educated in the East Coast. They were educated in, in, you know, in, um, um, uh, you know, they were, they were, they, they were the blue bloods of America, you know, they, they're, these are the people on the East Coast that have the power, you know, not just George Soros, but all these people, and they go to Harvard and Dartmouth and this and that and these colleges, and they're groomed to lead. And I guess that means when the CIA grooms you, you're just groomed to overthrow the United States and to kill millions of people. Um. So let me find this thing here. And I'm just, just, I'm not going to, you know, put a warning out to people because I've done that and it, it's fallen on deaf ears. So, you know, you guys don't get warnings from me. Um, uh, beginning at verse 10, just, you know, all you Satanists just turn to, uh, you know, Proverbs chapter one. Even the Satanists understand the wisdom of Proverbs, Right. And, you, you know, you guys don't really hate Solomon because he kind of went to the occult and you can relate to that. Okay. But that's not where he wound up. Okay. My son of sinners entice thee. Come with us. Let us weigh, lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Us, collective. Okay. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us, us, and let us have one purse. So now you see where the money comes from, right? Why they have all the money. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path, for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain, the net is spread in the sight of any bird, and they that lay wait for their and, and they will lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privily for their own lives, is how the Lord turns it. And this is what you're seeing with the, with all the nukes. They all thought there was going to be a new world order here. Let me explain what God is doing. So God has made them make mistakes. They made a lot of mistakes. See, they're, 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 they have no judgment anymore. Their minds have been completely taken over by the Lord. So they keep making one mistake after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. Another one was the miscalculation about this COVID thing, you know, and the miscalculation about Trump and the miscalculation about Putin. Miscalc every, just it, Ukraine. Every single thing that they're doing, the miscalculation about human trafficking, the miscalculation when they tried to roll out the pedophilia, they already did that a year ago, a year and a half ago, two years ago. And now it's like totally silent before this election. 
So we have identified that the people in this club, in this group here, are the wicked of the earth, and they also are pedophiles, and they also lay for the, wait for the innocent, and they kill children. And this is all contained. And they, and they have one purse, and they, they tell each other how much money you, you're allowed to make, and they divvy it out to the people that, that participate in the criminal, criminal enterprise of Satan. And basically, when they go over there, they cross a line, and their soul is considered by God to be gone. God, you know, they're considered to be dead to the Lord. And, um, and then they go around being angry at everybody that uh, talks Jesus or whatever. It's because it's a, it's a war. They, they believe that they're at war with God because why would God do that to them? They have to be allowed to make money to have their lives. And they think that's the only way to go. You know, you're an average idiot with like an 80 IQ, you know, and he's going to join up. And then, um, or Harari, there's a guy that's totally overrated. And of course, he's been down since he was probably buggered as a kid. They also get kids into it when they're early three, four, five years old through sexual assault and sexual, um, you know, now mutilation as well. And they become these kind of soldiers of, they say the left, it's not the left, it's a collective. There is no left, there is no polit- politic in it. It's basically a state of being, a state of reality. You go there, you're no longer here. You're no longer on earth in the, in the same dimension you were in. And it's a whole, you know, go, oh, it's a magical world. And, you know, things look just the same to me. Look at all the lyrics of all the, they, they think that all they have to do is participate in a few circle jerks and, they, and that will initiate them. It's like, no, 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 no. Not quite. Uh, that might have, you know, uh, God, gotten you in, but really it's, it's, you, you, it's, it's a lot more hardcore than that. You're going to have to really do something to please Satan or to please your masters. And they don't, they won't see Satan. So they just see their masters, those above them. If you ever want to get above them, you're going to have to take them out. You know that. That means that most of you are never going to take them out. You're never going to do anything. You're just going to sit there in your position and really just have these people abuse you all day long uh, because you're afraid to repent because you don't want to take the persecution. But what you're already taking is the persecution because they look down on you like they look down on, you know, like because they're racist and they're classist. So if you're not in the same class, you don't have the same amount of money, they spin on you. But people stay in rank and they stay in the chain of command because it's very militaristic. It's very much a chain of command. And the whole woke thing is another thing that they prove their loyalty by being woke, even though he's a, how could a man ever really, or a woman, either come to the conclusion that woke or any of their policies would be rational for human beings? And the only way you could get there is blind obedience, meaning, you know, once you're initiated, you don't question. You just, you know, remember that woman that said, you know, I don't question the infusion, I don't, I, 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 the infusion is here. I don't question. I don't care what's in the infusion. I'm going to roll up my arm and I'm going to take the infusion to try to be an example to everybody that, to take the infusion and basically die. Most of them won't die right away, but they'll have viruses and you know problems down the road, probably cut 10 years off their life maybe. And, and then other people did get the, the clot shot and then you see them passing, you know, just, dying instantly and then there's a medium so they, they divide up their depopulation agenda by spiking the uh the uh vaccines and they they spike them you know strong medium and light 
right? Strong is like a small percentage, medium, bigger percentage, and then light. Light is like a placebo. It's not even a vaccine. It's a, it's, you know, it's saline solution or something, right? So there's no, and then most of these people that they take it, they then get COVID over and over again. That's good, that apple juice. So, okay, so I, I stand on solid ground here. I, you know, it's not my fault, and it's not your fault, that these people have um, been obstinate because they've also been aggressive. Like I say, there's been several murder attempts of me by my own family. What the hell is that? You know, based on being loyal to this system. Why? Because they felt that if they let me keep going, that they were going to be in trouble with society. So they didn't want to lose any money or anything. So, you know, best thing to do is get rid of me and Rick. Rick, my brother. And then, you know, and and people die in different ways. You know, you can die through witchcraft, through a spell, easy. You can die through, uh, you know, uh, like any kind of magic. You can die through being at the wrong place at the wrong time. You can die from just catching the disease that, you know, you go to the hospital and they just kill you there. It's, 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 it, it, it never looks like it's anyone's fault. It always looks like it's an accident. And nobody ever claims it. It's like, oh, they died from COPD. Yeah, but that all came about because of the clot shot. It led to COPD and now they're dead. Mm-hmm. But who's going to blame them? Who's going to blame them? So I hope that those of you who have taken the shot, I hope you did get a placebo. I hope you did get something very light that you can uh, get rid of. There's uh, help out there. There's a spike support supplement and other support for this because, because, you know, we're all being shed on. We're all getting the mRNA in our system, whether we like it or not. You know, Bill Gates has made sure. Bill Gates can mow down 70 million acres of forest and nobody bats an eye. He can go block the sun, nobody bats an eye. He can kill... Eight billion people, nobody bats an eye. Everyone just dies on cue. Not me, though. I know what he did. I'll hold him to account. I know what Soros did. I know what Fauci did. I know what they all did. But see, they're the top of a food chain of, you know, probably, uh, you know, three quarters of the population of Earth is down with these collectivists, which is what they are. And they're not communists. You know, they're, they're um, crony capitalists, I guess you could say that. But they have a, it's, it, what they're in is, in call, it's called magic. They're in a magic circle. And they very much want to recruit everybody into that circle, so there's total obedience. So they can do what they want. And what they want to do is then kill us all, and these people seem to volunteer to be killed. It's like, well, you know, that's the system, it's been well good to me. I've always gotten a paycheck. They want me to die. That's fine with me. And they go ahead and just die. But they're coming for you. If you're still alive, you still have a chance. There's only one thing that you have to do on this earth. And that's, you know, figure out what to do with, you know, your, 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 your soul, your, your humanity. Anything else, the job you work at, you know, irrelevant. Whether you are, you know, famous or not, or rich or not, it's all irrelevant. You know, running after the little rabbit around the, 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 the Greyhound track is completely irrelevant. Nothing is relevant except who you are and what you decide. And that's the only thing that you have to do in this life. And it's amazing how many people just 
die wanting and they know they've blown it. You know, the last few, when, when they get shoved into the nursing home, they get shoved into the, right. When they're, when they become feeble and they become, you know, dementia and, you know, and, and basically it's all because they decided to be on their own side. Really? They wanted money. Okay. Well, you got your money and they stole your money now and they threw you in an old folks home and they're just counting the days till you die so they can get the inheritance. And basically that's it. Okay. I, I can't make it more clear than that. I just can't believe we're actually having to talk about this. Because these Satanists, you know, or what do you want to call them? Worlders? Secularists? You know, they believe in oh, what? Science? <laughs> they, well, that went out the window. They don't believe in any science. NASA's not science. Fauci's not science. None of them are science. Wear a mask. And, you know, it's proven that, well, if you have a COPD or you have a, uh, uh, you know, a congestion in your lungs, the mask is the worst thing you can possibly do to yourself. That's just like, you know, killing yourself. You know? And, um, but people, because they're afraid, are going to keep going along. And I watch them. You know, like I watch them line up out, outside the market where they don't let you know, four or five people in at a time. And I had to go get in line. I had to put a mask on or they give me one at the door. I'm like, you've got to be kidding, Nazi. This is Nazi Germany again. Same thing. Biden is like Hitler. They're all, they're all the Nazi Germany kind of, you know, um, uh, formation, okay? And, you know, a lot of these guys celebrate Hitler and celebrate Nazism and celebrate in their occult circles. And, you know... They want to be, you know, take it further, which is the final solution, which is the death of, of uh, many. So um, I don't think I'm going to go over this again and again. You know, the simple, wonderful, innocent people, and there's, you know, maybe a third of them on the earth left. They have no problem when they get to know Jesus. They're just like, yes. Just like me, did I ever, ever look back one day since, uh, you know, it was right before that we had the millennial turn in 2000. Did I ever look back? I, you know, despite everything they did, including more poisonings and stuff, did I ever say, oh, I want to be one of them? And I think that's an, an incredibly foolish, nice, precious bun. The These are pears that fell on the ground. Well, you know, pears are delicious juiced yeah. so those will be perfect i just have to keep up with it they're not quite um ripe yet well they will be but wow just the abundance yeah the abundance is amazing it's cold in here my back is still still out and um but anyway isn't it clear isn't it clear that um The situation, isn't it clear, folks? So when the Lord says in his word, so they are without excuse, right? Because as, as Paul would say, the trees and the, you know, the, the birds and the, the order of things prove the creator. There needn't be any further debate, but they can't see it. In fact, I read, well, I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just going to leave them alone. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, horrified at the dumbness of, like I say, people in independent film. Not people that are doing films like, 
you know, they're, they're having to do documentaries about true things and not those people. I'm talking about, you know, indie fiction films um, where they're pushing the woke narrative and things like that. I just, you, you know, and you talk to them and, and really they just, there's nobody there. And I'm like, well, why do you even make a movie? Why even write a book? Tell Stephen King, why write a book? He has a new book out. It's like, well, why write it? What, what for? It just, it's, it doesn't say anything about the world. It says nothing. It's, 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 it's just like, what is it? Just passing time? I don't think people have time to pass time. We are in a, in a dire situation that any minute you can be vaporized. Any second. And that we are right there at the precipice. In fact, you know, there's a little rumor going around that Elon Musk pulled his Starlink away from Zelensky when Zelensky was using the Starlink to hone in on targets in Russia, which may have precipitated the full-on nuclear uh, exchange, which is what, you know, Biden and all those people want to do. We know Hillary and Biden and all those people, they're all connected. They're all in the cabal. They're all one. And it's like, you know, they go down in their bunkers, Revelation 6, and when they come back out, you know, most of the world will be dead, all the cities will be vaporized, and they'll, you know, build back better. <laughs> they'll, they'll roll out the life extension program, <laughs> yeah, being a being in this dimension. Can you imagine? That's like rolling out a life extension program to, to live forever in prison, because Life is expansive and multidimensional. And, you know, they talk about quantum mechanics, but they don't know the first thing about it. You know, in other words, it's a conquering of distance, time, and space. It's control over those things. Well, God has that control over everything, and he's shown us that heaven isn't just some place you go with pearly gates. It's, it's actually real reality. And this is the simulation, not that. Right, and it's and it's uh, so multi-level. It's so much next level that most people couldn't even fathom it. Even if they got a glimpse of it, they wouldn't understand what's there. Paul couldn't figure it out when he glimpsed the third heaven. He's like, I have no idea, you know. But it's a place where you're you're headed. You're sort of, you know, this is all preparation for it. And there'll only be probably about a third of the people that will actually be there. And you know, all the the tricks and all the persecution and all the deaths and all the you know, the, 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 the need to go against God and depopulate the world and disobey the book of Genesis of repopulate the world and instead, you know, depopulate the world. All these things God has in control. This world ends, you know, space ends. There's space. Space is a joke, okay? There is no future in space. I just want to make sure you understand that. There is no future in Mars or the moon or any of it. This is the domain of, you know, um, carbonless robot beings that fly around and they're going to use them to scare people. But there is no, there's nothing there. There is no adventure called Star Trek. There is no adventure of anything. The only thing that there is is opening the door to the eternal, you know, to the eternal tree, right? Eternal life, guarded by the cherub and passing through that initiation with God, you know, and going through that. And, you know, breaking on through to the other side, okay? And the, anybody that is not down is barred from there. And anyone that remains here is, it's a death sentence. So that's, you know, it's, they say, oh, I don't want to go to heaven and be bored. Oh, yeah, like it's boring. 
a multidimensional, something you can't even understand in your feeble mind, is so expansive and so huge and so filled with possibilities. The fact that you're a joint heir means you know, you're a co-creator. And so your world would be so fulfilled you wouldn't even believe it. Not like here where it's empty and there's a hole and you got to fill it and you got to run around and ask God to forgive you because you lost your faith and then you found it again and you just struggled back and forth and back and forth and these people are all trying to beat you down into submission all day long. All day long. Throwing, uh, you know, all the people of, of J6 that are in jail, you know, they're not in jail for walking around the Capitol. They're in jail because they're Christians. That's why they're in jail. They let the shaman guy go. He wasn't exactly, you know, a Bible thumper. So, I mean, I think they, they made an exception there. But in, in the main, most of these people, they are uh, following Jesus and they are serious about it. They are not playing pussyfoot with the world. You know, they're not having some secret backroom quid pro quo thing going on like most Christian churches have. You know, Christian churches are, it's a death trap. That's a good place to end your faith right there. You know. Anyway, um, it, it, to me, it's just really very simple. And I pray to God that you'll protect us all and give us good health and let us soar while they're all in the dumps and screaming and yelling and crying and then they see us and they decide that they're jealous they want what we've got they want that peace and they want that freedom and they want that future that never ends that goes on in forever and ever they want to fantasize about it. They don't want some preacher to tell them, you know, that goes through this thing and it's just this boring, tired, old, you know, cliched view of heaven and all that stuff. They want to expand. And everything they think that the New Age throws at them as an alternative is what God has in store, but only much, much more. Much more. But you got to give out that, out that selfish pursuit of the New Age because that's just basically Lucifer. Right? I found we had a dream catcher in here who was just hanging on this thing for a long time. Finally, I said, get that out of here. You know? Because that, why? That enables the sorcerers, of, uh, you know, warlocks, witches, anyone to access, you know, like it's like having a, a Wi-Fi, to access through that. So it's really, it's just really, um, we've been dealing with this a long time and we've been, we've been injured a lot you know, physically injured a lot from the witches. I mean, really pretty bad to where, you know, and they get mad when you don't die because they try it on more unsuspecting people, people that don't have as much faith as we have, and they die. And so they figure, well, you know. Now, I was in the, in the hospital with a whole bunch of them. <laughs> oh, man. And I was in my, yours truly was in a very weakened state, and they were just salivating over my death. But God had a different plan. And God is the only reason I'm alive and talking to you. And I know that. It's not about me. And I know that it's about that I could easily stray off the path with God, you know, by getting distracted and taking things personally and wanting to fight back, wanting to have a vector for my anger at what they do, the awful things they do to children and to people. 
and and the horrible things they're doing and putting people in jail and I just they're so clear there they are right there and and everybody's a coward they don't have the balls to take them on so we're just sitting here waiting for our death sentence and I just can't stand it can you but they own the military I'm just let's be practical they own all the guns they own all the nukes they own all the banks they own all the corporations they the collective owns everything and the people that we pointed out, that Larry Fink's of the world and all that, they're just temporary puppets. I mean, you know, it's a big, 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 it's, it's a big club. And, you know, your average person that doesn't know anything about this, and that's the key. Do you really, I have to really sit there with a person and say, you know, do you know anything about this? Are you sure you're not lying? What was that initiation in the church you were trying to get me to do? What was that? When, are you sure you don't know about that? And they're all hiding behind this little veil, you know, like, well, how can Zeph see us? I can't believe it. He's ruining everything. And finally, they reject you. Hey, how about coffee next week? I don't want to see, be seen with you. Oh, I, you know, I really disappointed you, huh? Because, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And, that, and that's just like a bridge too far. Well, can't you just make a little compromise? No, there, there's no, it's not a little compromise. It's a line. And if you cross it, you're in. You're, and then you're out with God. And, that's, and if you don't cross it, you're not, you're not, you're, you're, you have a, a chance. You can still reject God. I mean, but most people that reject the easy peasy sort of uh, wide path, um, they, um, You know, they they eventually meet the Lord because, you know, they it's like me. I was running along for a long time, kind of on my own. And it's just, it's just tragic. It's every opportunity dashed. Every plan dashed. Every thought dashed. Every word I would speak, you know, bark back down and back into my throat. Hit it with drugs or alcohol to push down the pain. You know, and, and tried to, to limp through and they kept on with the meanness, and they kept on with the, with the rejection. They kept on with just, you know, the mocking and the laughing and the craziness. You can hear it echoing in your head, and you can hear the down the hall. You can hear them, you know, and their voices coming in, and they go, you know, you're, you know, look at you. You're such a loser. You're such a, you know, you're, you're, you know, an abomination. You're. You know, you've, you've wasted your whole life. Everything is, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's, and, and, and it's like, it's um, the only attitude to have when they start in like that is uh, laughter. There were two of them down in the, uh, when we were in Burbank. Hey, it's, you know, it's actually kind of, can we turn that off, that thing? Please. Um, Cold, yeah, is it? You want to, uh, like Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, what are we going to do with them? I, I think there's nothing we can do. It's, um, we're going to have to, uh, you know, we're not here to do anything with them. We're not here to really correct them, to judge them, to do anything. That's God's thing. So, we are here to withstand and to overcome.
in Christ. And not because of us, but because of Christ. He that's in me is greater than he that's in the world, and we're here to prove that. And we already have. We have proven that. But they keep on. You know, they keep on anyway. And um, despite all the facts being against them. The only fact that they have is, don't you want to be accepted? You know, don't you want to be... Here's the nicest blanket. Okay. Made by Julie. Don't you want to be um, successful, accepted, and whatnot? How's that, love? Uh, Want another espresso or some tea? Yeah, I'll take a tea. They are um, right now naked, exposed, revealed. Their plans dashed. You know, the original plan was for the New World Order. I told you a long time ago, they're never going to see that. Now it's total annihilation. So that will be them too, and I'm being annihilated. So this is uh, completely backfired on them. Now they're looking at the specter of the entire thing going extinct, and they're weighing that against you know, downloading themselves into you know, robot bodies so they can live on forever in their prison cell. Okay, so I, there's no way I can even be in a room with a person like that and have any kind of conversation. I've tried. And they just, all they do is think we're stupid and they repeat the same thing over and over again. They offer <coughs> no, no argument, no philosophical argument. They offer no proof ever. And they say that you're wrong about everything. When I was actually on the set of society, this old lady came up to me and goes, <coughs> he goes you know, Zeph, you're wrong about society. You're wrong about the whole thing. And I'm like, you know, I've, of course we've been proven you know, right, that that was spot on. <laughs> but uh, people trying to bark you down there, people that were up to their eyeballs in it, people that were completely sold out. And this little old lady, she had no future. She's going to die. And she was in the, the shunting scene. She was going to die. She had no future, no nothing. But yet she wants to lecture me <laughs> about what? About what? What can they lecture you about? What should uh, one of them lecture you about? Uh, Jesus is a myth. It's all part of the patriarchal uh, corruption. And all these other excuses. And when the real excuse is, you know, they want to be selfish. And they want to do their own thing and be, you know, and get paid for it. But they don't do their own thing. They do the bidding of the beast. So there is no freedom there. Plus, you know, when they get the jab and they be obedient, they cross that line. When they do all that stuff, guess what happens? They become like invasion of the body snatchers, conformed. They, they become robot-like. They become mockingbirds. They become parrots. They become trained seals. They're no longer individuals. And depending on how long they've been walking on that path depends on, you know, most of them I don't, I ignore because there's no point in talking. There's no, nothing I can do. Unless the Lord points somebody out and says, talk to them, then I talk to them. But most of the people today, I think, you know, we've already had the sheep and the goats divided. We've already had the wheat and the tares divided. God has divided the people of the earth. And on the side of God is every race, every tongue, every nationality. You know, it's, it's almost like Noah's Ark. It's a little, you know, <laughs> a sampling of everything. And on their side is racism. 
big, big, big time racism, the Ku Klux Klan and all that, all that collective racism, which they then, you know, saw Alinsky style blame on, say, white Christian Republicans that love Trump or something. They're the real racists when they probably most of these people wouldn't even know what you meant by that, you know. And like, well, they need to be retrained that they're white privilege and all this other stuff. It's like, well, they they're being retrained by the Lord. You don't understand. I'll take my training from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit. That way I'm going to be 100% accurate and 100% right. That way I know I'm good. I'm not going to take any information from you out there, you people that are perusing around, sneaking a listen to this, and trying to get more information on you know, just, just how bad it is with Zeph. The only reason I'm even here is because of Jesus, because of the Lord, because of God, which is one and the same. That's the only reason I'm actually here. So I'm going to dance with the one who brung me. And, you know, as I do that, and as I give testimony, and I lift him up on high, um, you know, I get through. Is it without pain? No, obviously. Um, you know, you become a target. And, you know, their, their shenanigans do stick to you every once in a while. And they can make you sick, and they can poison you, and they can hurt you, they can kill you. But the Lord says, don't worry about them who can kill your body. Worry about him who can kill your soul. God's the final arbiter. In the soul, what is the soul? Is it dust to dust and you just become dust and you kind of drift back to the Lord? Or is, it, uh, or is everybody alive? Well, I think in the short term, everyone, you know, everything passes from this dimension to another. But people, you know, there is a story about an airplane that... Um, I think it was going to land in Miami, and it landed. They made a series out of this, but it was a real story. And they landed, I don't know, 20 years later. You know what I mean? They, and they never landed in real time. They landed 20 years later. Okay, so uh, I had no reason to doubt this because this is a little glimpse of what the Lord can do. It's a little glimpse of how it works. I was cognizant of being dead and waking up and then being alive, and it, it, it wasn't quite the same place as it was before, right? It was a little different, and I'm, I'm aware of that kind of thing, and that's, that's the multidimensionality of God, and, you know, his thoughts are above our thoughts, his ways are above our ways, so most people can't fathom that. They just, they say they're playing the game, but the game changes every day. Their future is not secure. Those who think they have it made now they wind up, you know, in trouble. Yeah. Usually, uh, and the Bible says, people that run after other gods or strange gods, you know, money, bail, power, magic, witchcraft, new age, all this other stuff, those are the new, those are gods. So those who run after other gods um, have big trouble because they're going to be abandoned. And they're going to be, you know, left. And they like to say, well, my father wasn't abandoned. And he, yeah, I said, well, did he traffic children? Yes, he did. Okay, well, then, you know, he has no life and he has no death. And he's dishonorable. You know, so if that's what he, he's done. And then he died having his retirement. So you're saying the retirement is enough to justify going with Satan. Who doesn't exist, I understand. There is no Satan. I got it. Right? And it's amazing to me that, uh, again, that 
people that make critique, they go, well, satanic panic was proven by who? Geraldo to be a you know, myth or whatever. And all those people, including um, people in the documentary who are you know, poo-pooing it, and you, you see it, you'll know who I mean, um, you know, thinking it's some mind virus. It's not a mind virus. It's trafficking. It's murder. It's all those things. It's, it's everything that's in the conspiracy theories of people that they call conspiracy theory, but it's much more than that. It's a way that most people are involved in. So when I see people defending it and saying it doesn't exist, I know that they're in the game. I know they're on the other side. I know that they're not for real. I know they're lying. Very precarious. And I know that if they come in contact with me or you or anybody else out there, bad things are going to happen if they mock us and they just they, they dismiss us and they write us off and walk away and shake their head and say, these people are just so stupid or these people are just so ridiculous that uh, you can just write them all off. And when that happens, that's when trouble starts. That's when things just don't work anymore. That's where the projects don't get greenlit. That's where things just don't happen. That's where, you know, bank accounts dry up. That's where health goes out the window. But my health went out the window, and God brought me back. It went out the window because God was actually using that to save my life. So, you know, had I not been in an emergency situation like that, where I was getting infusions to knock out this infection, uh, had I just remained out of the hospital, I would have died. So it's like God brought about the whole crisis to, in order to give me the medicine I needed and then get out of there. And then it's like, you know, we, we try to go holistic at that point. We don't want to be dependent on their, their drug because their drugs all have side effects because it's all pharmacia. None of it is actually real. All of it is the serpent. I talk to these guys that are on, you know, warfarin and things like that and, and he asks well how long have you been on that and he goes well I have no plans of ever getting off of it I'm like dude you gotta try maybe um, and these drugs can make you feel better they can regulate your heart I mean that's what they're saying to me they're saying you've gotta get back on those you've gotta get back on those and get your heart regulated get that uh, fibrillation out of and all that stuff under control and um but you see, that's just a ruse for being in the system. You know, I think they had me on Eliquis and, uh, and Metoprolol, which is a combination that millions and millions of people are on. And I'm thinking, well, how come there's so many people with this same heart problem? Where'd that come from? No one in my family ever had that. So, okay, so New Mexico. Michelle Lujan Grisham bans guns in Albuquerque, either concealed or open carry. Yeah. And she says for 30 days, you know, have you, do you remember this? Just long enough to flatten the curve. Just long enough to stop the cycle of violence. Uh, if you think it's going to end in 30 days, you're out of your mind. They're using her as a test case. Oh my God. And, I mean, it's a full-out ban. That's sick. And uh, have you seen her jewelry? We have the second have you seen Marie Antoinette's jewelry? Have you seen it? started out with like one string of pearls and a nice ring and whatever. Now it's just gaudy. It's just so many strings of pearls she can barely hold her neck up. 
She's a complete despot, dictator, an evil woman, an evil witch. I can tell them, I know my witches. And I know around here there's more witches per square foot than anywhere else on earth. I, and in Mexico, too. I know when I, when I see one. And that is one. And uh, she's ruthless. And she has no problem if, if, if the COVID came back, locking people down, sending, she'd lock down Gallup and all the Navajos. She knocked it all, you know, she knocked them down. She put police cars on the entrance and exit in the Gallup so that nobody could leave. Shut off the water. And then she shut off the water. Yeah. Yeah, she might as well be in Maui. She'd be great in Maui. That's what you're dealing with. Those are people on the other side. Those are godless haters of God and haters of anybody and of anything decent. She hates everyone around her, from what I understand. Gives them shit. She likes to just give people shit. She gropes, you know, men. Just, just in the hallway or whatever, if they'll let her, let her get away with it. You know, like, just to remind you, you're a slave. If I want to grope you, you're going to sit there and like it. You know, or you're going to get punished. So that's what you're dealing with. No. How could the people of New Mexico vote for her? Well, the people of New Mexico are very backwards people. And I don't, I'm not talking about just Hispanics or whatever. I'm just talking about the culture here is very, 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 very unenlightened. And all the healers and gurus here are unenlightened. Every once in a while you get a good one. But in the main, they're just coming here because people come here to go to the healers. They go to Sedona for the same thing. And a lot of them are snake oil salesmen and shysters. And they just take advantage of you. It's um, one of the dumbest places on earth. And... Last in uh, economics, last in the, the oil thing was shut off, last in education, last in, uh, well, you know, the education today is not something to be proud of. I mean, it's, it's basically training. It's not education. But that's, that's her. That's, that's this place. She's on a power trip. And, uh, you know, there'll be challenges. But, I mean, it is disgusting to, to watch this. Um, the, uh, I wore my t-shirt today. The second amendment is my, my right to have a gun. I have the right to protect, you know, my family. I have the right to, to, to defend, you know, if it comes to that, but they don't want you to even defend. They have like DAs that go after people who defend themselves. You defend yourself against a robber. It's like, oh, you didn't have to do that. You're going to jail for four years, you know? And, uh, (laughs) It's, 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 it's this war that we're in is not a war with politics. It's a war with global Luciferianism, Satanism, the global cabal, the global club. It's one club. It's not all these different clubs. It's one thing. It's not the Vatican or this or that. It's all those combined. And they all speak with one mind. And that is they want to kill, you know, now white people are the problem or whatever. But really what they're doing is setting up to kill themselves because God has them tricked. So that's what God's doing today. He's in all their minds. He lives rent-free in their heads. And they make stupid decisions like Blinken, you know, in, in Ukraine and, you know, sending more money and people getting more and more irate until they're finally going to revolt. And then they plan, you know, shooting them all or whatever, putting people in concentration camps. It's not going to happen. I think people now would rather 
probably die than than live on their knees, you know, begging a guard to, if they could have a, you know, an extra piece of cheese. I don't, I, I don't see people doing that. I could be naive again, but yeah, I know the the Satanists that I know, the people that are you know in that club, they will uh, gladly go to the camps, gladly go anywhere. And because they think they can, like, you know, rule over it and be a big honcho there. And control is the name of the game. Again. So we've gone through this in many different ways. I don't think I want to really go through it again. I have summed it up for 20 years. I made the case for 20 years. I made the case that it's implacable, that nobody could debate. I made the case that, you know, succeed in a court of law. I made a case that would, uh, would stand the test of time and is timeless of freedom versus slavery. And that, you know, God is freedom. The world is slavery. And I mean, <laughs> I've asked people to pray with me. You know, I thought they were going to church. They said, I can't because they can hear me when I pray. They? Who's they? <laughs> what are you talking about? They? Oh, yeah. They monitor and they listen. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are in the, working for the government, working for these institutions that they're just hoping for a chance to break free and go to the Lord. And um, all I can say is, well, when, you know, when that day came for me, I got a lot of opposition. So it probably happened to you like that too, but it's worth it. All right. So I spent like two minutes talking about Luhan Grisham. And uh, wow, there's a lot of people in there having a nice talk. I'm glad to see that. And uh, I'll be back later. I'm kind of, don't know why I'm cold here, but there's, I'm feeling this. Is there a nip in the air out there? I thought it changed. It's good, but it's, you know, I need... No, I'm good. Okay, so here we go. One more time with this hopeful song.
evil will destruct. Leaving us in risk. Feel it leaving. 